Hello, everybody. Bam here. We made it podcast without Caesar, so uh, hopefully that makes you stay longer. Um, we have a special episode this week. Really excited to be doing this. Wanted to do this for a long time. We have our good friend from Tiki Talka Podcast, which you can check out on i Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that good stuff. Holly is in the building today. Hello. Hello, Bam. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Uh, Holly's uh, calling in all the way from Nova Scotia. No, I'm joking. All the way from <laughs> all the way from Toronto, Canada. Um, yes, repping the six. Yeah. Are you from Toronto originally, or are you from one of those random cities around there? Um, technically, I'm like around the GTA, but oh. uh, we just call it Toronto. Okay. Do you mind saying what city? Because I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm known in those parts. So yeah, um, I currently reside in Richmond Hill, okay, but, Ontario. But you you grew up in Richmond Hill. I grew up um, south of that, North York, okay. which is closer to Toronto. So that's why I kind of just associate myself as a Torontonian. Okay, Where, where's Drake from? Ah, uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> Damn. I really don't. I'm sorry. If it can't, it, it, if I heard it, I would know. But he's actually from like a really nice, a really nice area. Okay, he's not from the gully parts. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to do this episode. Um, Caesar and Jeff were over here doing all these fistic arts episodes, and I was getting jealous. You know. I'm me like, too. I get I feel a little left out. Right. I'm like, dang. I can talk about UFC. They didn't even invite me. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, I can't talk about UFC, actually. But um, I was like, you know what? Maybe me and Holly can do an episode. And I really wanted to kind of interview you to, f- you know, find out more about your experience with this sport that we love. And um, a few episodes ago, I think I was, like, bigging you guys up. And I was saying, you know, it's really cool to have another woman doing soccer stuff, which, uh, like, soccer media stuff, which, you know, me and Caesar talked about maybe like our 12th episode or something like that, that we need more female analysts in the sport, especially in North America. So um, I appreciate what you're doing and I wanted to get more about your experience with it. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's, uh, it's, it's great to, to be doing it. I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm no professional as of yet, but that's kind of like the end goal that I have, that I have here. And, uh, but I agree with you. There needs to be a bit more of that, especially in North America. Yeah. Um, okay. When did you... I, I think also, I, I apologize, because I feel like some of these questions we did talk about in our old episode uh, that we did together, but we'll go ahead and uh, start over. Um, so when did you get into soccer? Honestly, it was kind of like as as long as I can remember. Um, it kind of starts off as like a typical typical story of just my parents putting me in you know like a little house league at the age of like five six where it doesn't really mean much it's just you know to get you out there to get exercise all that stuff in the summer keep you busy but um excuse me I, I actually don't really I can't remember a time specifically when it became such a big big part of my life because literally nobody in my family watches plays like has ever followed soccer so the fact that it stuck with me I I don't even know how it happened I think 
you know, a big part of it was like my family was a, is a very athletic family. My brothers played um, sports like baseball and hockey, but obviously hockey in Canada is pretty huge. And um, so like my parents kind of gravitated towards towards that for him, and uh, he did really well in that for a good period of his childhood and his teen years. But for me, it was just always soccer. Like it was never anything else. I enjoyed playing every sport. I was a very like athletic tomboy kind of girl, but it was always just soccer for me. And I think it didn't it didn't hit till not too long ago where I really started to follow every like you know the Premier League um, leagues around Europe and kind of really get into the the game, the details of the game, and not just playing it. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it, it's hard to really pinpoint a, a specific time or age or year that I like that it was just it's just kind of always been there for me. When when did you start uh, following the leagues and stuff? Um, so for those of you who don't know, Manchester United is my team. Um, Ooh, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I know, I know. Right now, it's kind of not a good time, but it was mainly because I'll, I'll admit now and. I I don't feel the same way anymore, but it was because of Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, he, I kind of gravitated towards United because of him, but then after he left, obviously, I just stuck with them. Um, Wait, why don't you feel the same way anymore? Uh, just I just don't like him anymore. Is As it- a player, sure, it, but it's just all the all the stuff that that happens. I just kind of feel that he's not. Uh, not a good guy. We can be candid on this podcast. We talked about some real stuff. Go, don't be don't be uh, shy. Yeah, well, we you know, um, we talked about that. Yeah, case. that has a huge part of it, honestly. But even before that kind right. of, um, you know, came out or wh- whatever you want to call it, I, I just I always found like I just don't like I respect a player mm-hmm. as a player, but then like there's obviously other stuff that kind of drives you not to like a person. Um, off the field, like, like what? Uh, 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 prior to the case and stuff, what, what was it about Ronaldo? I just always think he's like a really selfish, not a team player. He's the type mm. of player which you don't like to see. If he doesn't get the ball, he'll sulk because the camera's always on him. Hmm. Um, like there'll be isos of him when he didn't even touch the ball for like fifteen minutes, and obviously that that could be a case in its own. That's why they're putting an iso on him because you know he hasn't been doing much in a game or. Because he's sulking because he didn't get a pass or he didn't get to shoot. It's just I don't I, I don't I don't mess with those types of players. Soccer or football is a team sport, and like many others, obviously. And and soccer, unlike I think maybe basketball or something like that, one player can can make a big difference, but it's still the team. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm just going to say it's this just, stuff so Caesar gets mad. <laughs> just rile him up a bit. Oh, yeah, he's definitely fuming right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so oh, okay, sorry. So you started following the teams uh, around when you said Manchester United has always been your team, but like you started following right. the leagues and stuff. Yeah, so I think it realistically it wasn't maybe until 2011, the 2011-2012 season that I was really paying attention to the league as a whole and watching, um, you know, trying to watch every game and stuff like that. And then it probably was even a little later that I started really getting into uh, the Bundesliga or Serie A or La Liga and stuff like that. So 
following every team around Europe is a little bit more recent, but um, yeah, I'd say probably following the Prem and getting into the Prem was probably around the 2011-2012 season. Okay. Um, in Canada, is it easy to watch the different leagues or because soccer is not as popular, uh, is it a little bit difficult to find the games and stuff? Yeah, so it was actually, we ha- we over here had, um, so we have Sportsnet and TSN. Those are our big um, sports, like national networks, right? So Sportsnet had the rights for the Premier League for quite some time. Hmm. So every Saturday and Sunday morning, it was great because it was like, you know, dedicated to the Premier League until the very last game. And they'd pretty much show every game um, that they could because there's multiple channels, obviously. But recently um but that was just the premier league so and then they had a special channel that you had to pay extra for to get the bundesliga which i didn't have but that that's kind of fine with me i just obviously follow the prem um more but recently obviously if if people don't know um a little thing called the zone because i realize a lot of people don't know what the zone is true um so or dazen zone, whatever you want to call it um it's just a streaming network that is it is sports and it for me it was known primarily as um football like nfl football mm-hmm. um uh that's kind of what i heard about it that it was that they had they were playing every nfl game um and stuff like that replays all that kind of stuff and, and it's like it's an archive so you can watch back on it if you don't see it live oh, okay. which is really cool so but recently i think over the past like year or two dazone has been getting a lot more sports and a lot of a lot of different um, tournaments and stuff like that. So it came out just just at the start of last season that DAZN was getting the Premier League, and they already had the Champions League last season over here. So the Champions League was not on television last year, and it was primarily on DAZN. Um, so that was cool. It was fortunate because I do have DAZN. Um, Jeff and I we watch. UFC, all that kind of stuff, and they have Bellator. They don't have UFC, but they have a Bell. They have Bellator on the zone and all that kind of stuff. And they also have some boxing promotions, which is pretty cool. But now they have Premier League, Champions League, Serie A, La Liga. So all they're missing is Bundesliga, which I'm assuming Sportsnet still has here in Canada. But I have a very good feeling that. Maybe not this year because it would be. I guess it would be a little too late for them to announce it now. But probably come next season or something like that. I think DAZN is going to get the Bundesliga two, which will I mean they have all five leagues, wow. all five European leagues here in Canada. So it'd be pretty cool if they did that. But it wasn't too it wasn't too difficult to find. Obviously, I'll I'll say it. You just use Reddit, but now Reddit <laughs> streams are kind of down as well. So now you kind of have to get DAZN, which I'm 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 all for because it has pretty much everything I as a football fan, yeah. soccer fan, whatever you call it, need. Um, other than the Bundesliga, but it's okay. Yeah, nobody watches Bundesliga. Um, <laughs> well, okay, so here in America, oh, well, I don't say here in America, like at least in Southern California, um, when the Champions League went over to Bleacher Report, which was on TNT, uh, here it was you know it kind of screwed everything up for me and a lot of people were upset about that but you could still watch a lot of games live on the Spanish stations um, it, this might be a random or weird question I'm not sure but 
in Toronto or at least in Ontario, like, will you get some of the French language stations, uh, networks or whatever that show the games on TV or it doesn't really work like that? No, to be honest, I don't think it really works like that. At least, um, like, I think I find a lot of, like, basic cable stations, they might be in French and stuff like that. But once you get to, like, the satellite, like, uh-huh. if you have over here, it's, like, Bell and Rogers. Those are the big two cable uh-huh. companies. If if you have those, I don't even – don't get me wrong. There probably are a number of French channels, but I don't even know where they are, to be honest, because there's just – there's, like, five, six – there's, like, hundreds of channels, uh-huh. right? So I don't even get to the French channels. But <laughs> okay. I know that we do – like we do have BN Sports, yeah, and stuff like that. But that's like I said, like that's kind of also, um, you know, like a an upgrade, like you have to pay for. And I know that they at one point they were showing Legoon and all that kind of stuff um, in English, but they had it. But I didn't have those channels as well, so those leagues are very difficult to watch okay. here. And I know uh, uh, BN had Champions League there before DAZN got it. Or like a couple years ago, at least they had uh, Champions League on being there. Yeah, well, the past at least the past couple years, um, sports. Uh, no, maybe it was TSN or Sportsnet had, like they had like a little bit of rights to the Champions League, so they were playing those as well. Okay. Um, so like those are the, our main sports channels. Okay. They were playing them up until this year. Okay. Um, okay, so. About your playing experience, um, you said you started playing around five or six. Did you have uh, those like Canadian national team aspirations, or did you like like how, how did it how did it go for you playing wise? Um, I definitely did. So obviously, being like a little girl, um, you kind of dream really big. So <laughs> my initial dream was to be the first female to play on Manchester United. Oh, that been obviously. So cool. <laughs> I'm still fighting. I'm, I'm still. I still got your back on that. We can still. Make yeah. happen. it was. It would have been pretty cool. Like not knowing. Um, obviously, when you're a kid, not really knowing the whole like, okay, boys play with boys, girls play with girls, all that kind of stuff. And then obviously not knowing that that wouldn't be possible because they would eventually this year make a females team on for Manchester United. But yeah, like I don't know. I never. I definitely did. Looking like looking back, I probably did want to play for Canada or on a more international global scale. But to me, I think it was like clubs were, were bigger to me. Mm. The world cup was something special, but clubs were always like, Oh, like get, get to play for your favorite club. Like that, that's like the end goal. But unfortunately my playing career, um, like for, for the amount of love I have for the game and, and like how much I talk about all the time, my playing career wasn't really that spectacular. Um, I played as a child, obviously, and then I took a pretty big hiatus. Uh, looking back, I can't even really tell you why. I still played it every day. Don't get me wrong, but it was just—I wasn't at a high level. Like a, it was just me messing around, we're with friends. Mm. But from actual leagues, or trying to like better myself in, in a more professional way, I, I just kind of stopped for a while until um, my later years of high school. Which uh, which then I kind of joined like a uh, I think it was like a B division team. Um, so obviously A is the better one, but I was in a B division team for my last year of high school, and then after since then I just kind of play in a women's league, and then not to toot my own horn, but it's 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 very it's women's league are just different. It's just like Sunday league over in England, like it's nothing serious, but 
but I always take it seriously just because I'm a really competitive person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know, I just dance through defenders sometimes. <laughs> no big deal. So wait, so you so you play right now? I still play right now, yeah, but just more so. It's just it's literally every Sunday, just a group of. It's like players over twenty, and I don't know if there's a max age. Probably like. I guess, however, however old you think you can still play the game. So, I mean, you're kind of downplaying this, but this is exciting. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, so is this like an organized league or just like kind of people getting together to play? No, it's organized. Yeah, so there's about, um, I don't know, maybe like six or seventeen. No, there's probably there's definitely an even even number because we never have a buy. But so there's probably like six to eight teams, including my own, and and yeah, it's scheduled every week. Um, and then there is a playoffs later on in the summer near the end of August. But, uh, and, and, no, it is fun. Like, Don't get it, me wrong. And there's like a final and everything? Yeah. So the tournament, it's like a weekend. So you'll start on the Saturday. I think you play at least, um, it's obviously the teams with the better, better records, but you play at least two to three on the Saturday and then the, and then possibly two, or just one on the Sunday, depending on where you where you end up in the standings. And this is uh, regional. Like, do you travel much or? No, it's just um, uh, it's just like Richmond Hill, and maybe like I think I'm sure people come from all over, but like mm-hmm. the league is just really in Richmond Hill. Okay, what's the name? My of, area. What's the name of your team? We don't really have a name. We just go by like the color of our jerseys. Okay. Uh, how so m- like. We, we've been I've, I've been lucky to like kind of just join the same team every year we get the same group of girls every year okay. or ladies um we've been we've been sky blue we've been forest green we've been maroon so it's pretty cool what uh what position do you play i am uh, i prefer to be on the wing um on the right wing but but i kind of tend to play as a striker for this team how many goals but do you i always how many goals do I have? Yeah. Um, this season, um, we started in late May. Okay. I think, okay, I don't really know, but I, I did count at the beginning. I kind of lost track at six. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say you have 25 goals. If you 25 goals. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I can go for that. Is your team pretty good? Like, I mean, I didn't know this. You don't even post about it. I'm kind of sad that you don't uh, promote this more. <laughs> our, no, our team is really good. Like I said, we've kind of been lucky. We have the same core group of for this is like the third or fourth year now, so uh, we know each other pretty well. As where other teams, um, they get new additions all the time. We do get new additions, maybe like one or two a year, but at that point, like we already still have our our core, our main group that's been playing together, and some of these girls have been playing for even longer together. So um, yeah, no, no, we're definitely pretty good. Last year we went undefeated. Wow! Undefeated and won won so won there, the league. There's a picture of you somewhere, or a video of you holding the trophy or the the like celebrating the the victory. Uh, yeah, I think there's pictures. I'm there really, might be pictures. I'm really sad that you don't post this stuff. I, I had <laughs> no idea you're downplaying this a lot, but you're playing the sport every week and competing. Yeah, That's but exciting. it's yeah, no, it is. It, it's exciting, and I just. That's kind of like where my love for the game is right now. Like I still, I still do want to play. I still wish that I, you know, 
some parts of me wish that you know you had those parents that really push you to play yeah a sport you know what i mean i know that's obviously really difficult and the people who go through that don't necessarily want that but like i could just kind of wish my parents were like oh you don't want to play okay no problem i wish it was like no you better play <laughs> because i i would have loved to be doing that yeah. right now not to get like too personal but did they more focus on your brother because hockey is such a big deal in canada as opposed to you you know a lot of times you know families or parents don't really focus as much on the girls playing sports uh it's because it's not taken as serious sadly or because like that sport is not as big um i almost just kind of think it's because there is a nine-year age difference between me and my brother who was um who was playing hockey at like high levels so i think just kind of at that point maybe you know they just weren't that serious about investing in another kid playing in sports i don't know but also i I just think it was me i never pushed them to be like i really want to do this Mm. because i think it was probably a little bit of both like we were both just kind of um my parents never pushed me but i never pushed them to push me you know what i mean like i never really enforced that i wanted to be doing this possibly as like a profession or a lot more seriously than I than I did. Well, I can see because you're downplaying this league now, and it's making me sad. <laughs> uh, um, I, this might be random, but do they have like? I mean, I don't know how good you are or how good you think you are, but do they have like trials for the women's national team? Like, can you just like show up and say, "Hey, you know, let me let me give it a shot"? Um, to be honest, I actually don't know too much how it works i i'm gonna find out i'm i'm sure they do have trials for that kind of stuff or like i know um schools here they'll have like you can be a walk-on so like obviously there's there's schools that like you get internships not internships scholarships for um to play sports but then you could also just be going to that school and still try out for their sports teams but then probably just be a backup unless you're like scary good and mm-hmm. nobody nobody knew about it right so like there's stuff like that but I, I i never did that and then obviously the college that i just went to now didn't have sports teams stuff like that so i could i could never really just play for a school on on that kind of level other than um high school i'm gonna look it up and uh if i see some in the in the gta over there i'm gonna let you know okay cool um so, okay, so that's like more your experience being. Oh, oh, this is what I wanted to ask you. Um, is there much opportunity for young girls or women to play hockey in Canada, or is it not really? I, I was reading something recently about like a a women's hockey league in Canada folding. I don't know if that was Canada or here in America. I can't remember. But um, is there much opportunity for young girls to play hockey, or not really? Um, so yeah, so what you read was correct. It was a CWHL that just recently folded. Um, if I would say there probably is opportunity for girls, women to play hockey in Canada, but now with that folding, that really puts a hold or like a tamper on things. And it just kind of makes me feel like if, if Canada, whose national sport will, will call it is hockey, can't even withhold a, a a women's league then then why would any other sport be able to you know what i mean like any other country and, like yeah or, or like or like specifically in canada like if if they can't even have a hockey league yeah 
for more than I'm not too sure how many years the CWHL was around. I feel like a, a good amount of years, but if it eventually folded, then it just makes me think that you know they they Canada couldn't have a women's soccer league or any other league like that. Yeah, um, you just kind of have to like like a lot of other things. Canada just kind of has to like absorb into um, America's league of some sort, right? Is That's it, why. Is there an American hockey, women's hockey league? Um, to be honest, I, I'm sure there there might be. Okay, okay. Actually, I don't really know. Okay, you're you're betraying your national sport, but it's okay. We'll we'll let you ride. Uh, I I'm the worst person to ask about <laughs> hockey. I don't I know nothing. I'm not Canadian. I swear. Uh, yeah, I still haven't forgiven you all the way for uh, cheering for the USA women's national team over the Canadian. <laughs> uh, but it's okay. Um, so did you ever feel like um? there was like as a as an athlete yourself did you ever feel like there was kind of a lack of lack of opportunity uh playing soccer for you or like maybe even faced like a level of discrimination uh being a female soccer player um in your time playing um i wouldn't say i don't think in my time playing because you know the the coaches or or the people that you're with while you're playing they're obviously very supportive Hmm. And, and stuff like that. So I don't think during playing, but I definitely feel it sometimes now in like mm-hmm. kind of the career path that I'm going into now. Even just, it, it, it really angers me, but I don't ever speak my mind about it. But let's go. Uh, now, now's the time. Now's <laughs> it's the time. Um, people hear that, you know, if people think, when people hear that I like soccer, they're just like, okay. I'm sure they're just like, okay, like this girl just, Sure, she probably likes it, but doesn't watch it, doesn't follow it, or anything like that. So, like, I'm going to call out, well, I'm not going to call out the name, but one of Jeff's friends. Uh Uh-oh. So we hang out sometimes, and one of Jeff's friends always turns to Jeff about any soccer questions. Mm. And I'm in my mind, I know the answer, like, right away. Or, you know what I mean? Something like that. Or the topic, like, I I could be talking about this to you right now. We could be having a conversation, but you turn to somebody else. And look somebody else in the face to ask that question when you damn well know that I follow the sport just as much as of a guy who says he's a a diehard fan of the sport. So that's just kind of what what always seems to anger me about you know being a female who says she loves and is passionate about a sport, but people don't take that seriously. Yeah. And it's like unless I'm playing and I show that I'm good playing the game on a skillful level does like they don't believe that my knowledge could be just as high as other people who follow the sport yeah you know no it's crazy i i i can't remember which uh, episode this is early maybe like 11 or 12 i can't remember when uh, season i were talking about this but i was noticing the same thing uh at that time i just basically only watched bn shows uh bn sports and um they're i I guess it's her former host now. I don't think she works there anymore. Uh, Kay Murray, they would have their show, the locker room or the extra or whatever. And she was, had so much knowledge whenever like it ended up that they asked her a question or something came up. She had so much to say, but like these, you know, old guys are the so-called analysts and she's just the host. 
and I used to be so annoyed. Like, can we get her as an analyst for at least like one episode <laughs> ever, please? Because she has a lot to bring to the table. But sadly, it's kind of like the way the industry is structured in a lot of ways. Yeah, and uh, like, like, yeah, that's a perfect example because, like, like you said. Um, if you if you watch these shows, these panel shows that have analysts and all that, if there is a, a female, she's the host. Ninety percent of the, yeah, she's the host all the time, just delegating um, where the conversation is going, asking the questions to these people, teeing up these guys who are called the analysts and stuff like that, right? So you never really see a female analyst when you do see them on the panel. They're like always the host, and they're just they're just there to basically look good and then you know make sure the conversation is going in the right direction yeah i mean that's something too like do you feel like there's this like pressure because you want to i would imagine you want to be a professional sports analyst in the media um do you feel like this pressure for a certain look and like to you know there obviously there's a lot of pressures you know when it comes to anything but do you feel like having to worry about that is like coming to your mind? Um, yeah, I think it definitely comes to mind. Um, just kind of, I guess, you know, being a girl, but, or just being anyone looks always kind of come into play a little bit. It's just kind of like how society is built around. And it's always like, you know, the good looking people kind of get put up before, you know, someone who quote unquote wouldn't be as good looking, but obviously to other people maybe would like, who knows? Like there's obviously that's all subjective stuff, but like it definitely does come to mind. And like, yeah, I do want to be now my dream is kind of turned the other way to be um, on the other side of the game, being an analyst or it's not that I wouldn't mind being a host of some sort of panel or everything, but like I would have to be able to talk. I'm not just going to sit there and tee you up, make you look good. (laughs) And then, you know, not have my opinion, especially if I don't agree with it. Because I think that's that's the thing, too. It's like females aren't allowed to disagree and have their own opinion because it'll either, one, come out possibly, quote-unquote, wrong or um, make them look like... I just feel like women are always out to look like bitches, but they're not. Just yeah. because they have an opinion doesn't mean that you are a certain way, right? Yeah, so. So it definitely does come to mind, like, I am afraid if I get hired for a job, I'm not going to be able to actually be me, you know what I mean? And I think that's, like, that's obviously the biggest the biggest thing, because being a personality of any sort, on any sort of platform, I think you, it, you, it's just a just resolve of you being you. And then if people, if you gain a following because of that, that's awesome. Obviously, you might be at people who don't agree with you or don't necessarily like your opinions, but I think having those, both those things, people who agree with you and people who don't are all part of being a personality of some sort, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I hate to go back to this, but it's so annoying to me. Um, like, I'm basically the only soccer programs I watch are on BN. I don't know if you guys get them up there, but um, they have the show The Locker Room and then, like, a daily show called The Extra. Um and that was like kind of what got me into soccer media. And part of the reason why Caesar and I started our own podcast, because we would be so frustrated um, with the BN people, but it used to bother me so much. And I know I've probably went so hard about this 
in the past and maybe these people heard me and now they will never rock with me ever but um <laughs> it used to bother me so much oh, this is ridiculous I, I i shouldn't even say this but like some of these guys i'm just like it's really not fair that i know this female host like works out and tries so hard to have to to keep this look because she's on TV and like that's like the standard and sadly it's like so discriminatory and this guy is like 350 pounds and just and like nobody cares <laughs> like it, it it would bother me so much dude I'm like this is not fair like I know that she has to work so hard to keep this look and there's all this pressure on her to look away and this guy just eat Carl's Jr. all the time it's <laughs> like, not fair you know? yeah no definitely there i think there unfortunately will always kind of be that that sort of standard where um no we're breaking the mold dude screw this this is ridiculous i know i i'm i'm trying trust me like, i'll definitely I, be trying not, not like you gotta i mean yeah obviously people like to see something they that looks good whatever but i'm just like okay well if if she's got to look away then he's got to as well then at least geez uh, okay yeah I, I won't go off but um <laughs> what what kind of drove you to want to be in sports media so it was probably mainly because i like i said like my playing career wasn't anything spectacular like i always it was my dream to play but then once that kind of fades away or you kind of open your eyes a little bit i guess i kind of turned to the other side of the game but it did take me a while to find like this broadcasting or being an analyst or something like that being in sports media is like a very recent dream from for me it wasn't like oh as soon as i knew that i couldn't play i was like fine i'll just be an analyst right it was a very long process of figuring out what I wanted to do after high school. I took a break for, oh, it would have been almost four years. It would been, it was four years by the time I went, started my first year of, of college again. But okay. um, So I took a, a quite a big amount of time off just because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be that person who, I don't know, like over here we, you know, you apply for schools in grade 12 and then you, you go in right away for however many amount of years and I didn't want to waste the money, the time, and all that kind of stuff, just not knowing what I wanted to do. And plus, you, you never really think that these jobs exist. Like, sure, we watch these shows and all that kind of stuff all the time, but then you're never like, that could be me. Like, I could, you know, like I could go to school for this or I could apply for these types of jobs that that I love watching. And, like, you never even really dream that, that something like that could happen. So I just I just remember one day I Googled, jobs in sports in mm. Toronto or something like that or schools of you know something like that and and the school that that I went to for the past two years came up right away and and I just applied and I, I applied twice because I think one time when I when I first found it it was kind of like at the beginning of a new year so maybe they kind of just weren't looking at people for the following year yet and then I reapplied in I think it was January or February of the of like a couple months later and then that's kind of when it all started and I had to go through a, an application process uh -huh. where they 
and I had to go in for an assessment because they only take in 44 students a year. It's a very, very small school. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you kind of go through this process, and then you 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 wait a couple months to, to hear whether you got in or not. And, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, a, it was, I was very happy to find this and it was like the right, the right time for me. I definitely didn't want to be working where I was working for the past four years or just at a restaurant. So that was no fun. I wanted to really kind of get my life or get, get my career path like going. Yeah. I wanted to start paving the way. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I found it and what drove me to, to, to like kind of, get my get my life towards sports media um were there any kind of okay actually first question um i think we i'd mentioned we talked about it a little bit before but um there aren't that many people there that are into soccer correct yeah no there wasn't um so especially in my year there was only maybe like including myself or maybe and but again like none to the extent of of me like soccer was my first and only sport that I really wanted to to cover anything like that whereas other people theirs were hockey or or American football or basketball and soccer was either not on their list or like way down on their list so um it was pretty difficult at first and I would always plug in or slide soccer in wherever I could um, throughout the school year. But, yeah, I, I couldn't really – it wasn't really ever a focus while I was in school. So you're the number one soccer authority at that school? Yes. People – it felt good, not going to lie, because people would come to me for any other questions or, like – because, you know, while you're at a school like that, you do pay attention to every sport. You kind of have to. So I was paying attention to other sports and – it did make me appreciate other sports as well um, or look at them in a way that I never really had. But it always felt good when people were coming to me for, um, for you know, questions or my thoughts on something. I guess, I guess there at that school, being at that school, I talked about earlier how I'd be, you know, maybe discriminated or not looked at to ask for soccer questions if I was around a group of guys. But there, I was. Hmm. So that kind of, that definitely... Felt good, maybe boosted the confidence a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you're also a baller, uh, scoring 35 goals a season. 35, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, were there any kind of sports media influences? Like, was there any person that you saw and you were kind of like, oh, like, this person's dope. I kind of, not necessarily want to be like that, but, like, they uh, helped you along as far as an influence? Other than the um, podcast? As of course, it was the we made it podcast. But um, to be honest, I don't really think like nobody of definitely I don't like not definitely like no offense to anyone who does sports media in Canada or North America. But I didn't really follow too much. Like I didn't watch too much here. Like like you said, I was kind of watching you know BN or like little things like that that were obviously overseas or like Sky Sports stuff like that. So. There's definitely people over there that I kind of admire, but I think what really got me into it was, to be honest, like Twitter. Like I follow a lot of people on Twitter that are UK based, and they they might not even be big personalities. They might not be like hosts of any talk shows or anything like that. But you know, it's just like people kind of like us, like who have their own podcasts or own, their own blogs. I think 
you know, those are the people. It's sometimes the people who aren't necessarily on TVs, yeah. on TV or part of a big production that are actually really good at analyzing or covering the game. And that's kind of what I admire is the people who are doing it on Twitter for, you know, like no money as opposed to the people who are doing it on TV for lots of money. But it, it's obviously the people on Twitter who are kind of like, you know, I'm not saying people on TV aren't fans of what they do or fans of the game, but it's those people like us who are doing it in their spare time or just online that kind of, you know, really inspire me or, like, those are the people that I admire more than the people who are necessarily on TV. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, most of them are pretty bad, honestly. I, I can't even... <laughs> I It blows my mind. It, it it would blow my mind. Like, especially before we started the podcast, uh, me and Caesar would just be talking on the phone and we would just find ourselves complaining about stuff that people said on BN and just like, how do these people even claim to watch the game and the things that they're saying? Yeah, that, exactly. That was probably the, one of the biggest reasons why uh, we started the podcast too, was like, these guys are, you know, stating things and claiming to be pundits. And it's obviously, it's obvious they haven't watched the game or the player they're talking about. And I yeah. just thought that was just the most fraudulent thing ever. And I'm like, we got to at least change that. Like, let's just not talk about games we didn't watch or players we haven't seen. Because you don't have to pretend like you watched every game or seen every player play like 10 games. Just say you don't know. Like, Yeah. Or they're getting like told stuff in their year and it just doesn't sound like them. And it's just like you can tell you can. That's the thing about, um, you know, sports media or I guess any media in general if you're saying something, you got to believe it and you, it, it's got to come from you. Like yeah. you, you can't be, be fed, fed what to say or because people, people know people like us will like, I wish I had called people out more, but I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to like, you now's know, now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, like people like us know when someone basically doesn't know what they're talking about. And like you said, just being super fraudulent and Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know why. Just say, you know, I haven't watched this guy play. I've only watched this guy play a couple of times. I just watched the highlights, but this is what I have to say. That makes it feel like you actually care about what you're doing as opposed to just, like, looking at this person's stats and then saying that they're a good player, you know? Yeah, especially nowadays with stats and analytics being, like, you know, stats don't always like they're not always portraying what you're seeing or vice versa, right? So if if you're just going off base of base of stats and you could also just sound like an idiot. Or if you're just going off of base of what you see and then not looking at the stats, like it, it goes both ways. You kinda just have to look at everything. But yeah, if you don't know or if you didn't see, just don't say anything. Just be honest. I think people would appreciate that more than you just spitting out some random hot take. That's what I also find. People just hide behind hot takes. What do you They'll mean? be like I, like they'll just be like, I have a hot take, and they'll say something ridiculous, <laughs> and then it just kind of like it almost like sidetracks people from from thinking like, oh, this person doesn't know. Like they just have a ridiculous hot take, so they're just gonna back it that up because that's all they know. Like I don't know. Like it just, I find that happens a lot as well. Like it's just if you have a hot take, then you're considered like, you know, some sort of genius. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, I mean. <sighs> what's the hot take? Like, I mean, either you have like a conspiracy theory, which, you know, that's cool. Or like whatever, you know, you just have a, a guess about something, but 
Yeah, that yeah, that's kind of what yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's just someone saying something that's completely the opposite of what majority of people think. But then, like they try to back it up, and it just makes them, it kind of makes them sound, you know, a little smart, just because they're. But it's it's really it's not. It's just a way to hide behind something that you don't know. One of the things that frustrates me really a, a lot in uh, soccer media specifically is transfer rumors and player ratings. Um, I think transfer rumors is just like this false way of keeping the media going. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've seen like the wildest stuff that was like portrayed as fact. I remember seeing that Zlatan was going to Napoli one year and it was like being, it was like a fact that he was going to Napoli. <laughs> and obviously that didn't happen. Um, this is like before he went to Man U. Uh, <laughs> and like, like transfer rumors just like bug the shit out of me and then player ratings because I'm like there was times I would do like a tracker of a certain player like I'm tracking this player like watching this player do their thing while I'm watching the game it's really hard to do that unless it's a midfielder honestly it's really hard but like to do a player rating I'm like there's no way that you can do an accurate player rating unless you have a one person watching each player the entire game. Yeah. I, I think it's bullshit. I, what do you think? No, I agree. Like, unless you have some sort of, like, when when bigger companies or productions maybe do the player ratings, I can maybe see how that could be, like, accurate, how they would, how they could be able to watch every player, maybe. But still, I think it is a bit of a stretch. But transfer rumors, okay, um... The summertime for soccer is like the best and the worst time because I I love the transfer window like I love <laughs> the window you know when great. when Mark yeah like I love when Mark like big signings or even yeah. the low key small ones that mm-hmm. you know work out like it's great but then it comes with the rumors that are like so ridiculous and what I find I've kind of um I feel like I've kind of just I I know I I can I know when to see through a rumor when maybe other people can't. You know what I mean? Like I'm okay. sure you can too. I'm sure, like if you're if you've been around or followed the the game for long enough, I think you you can tell when a rumor is absolute BS and then where it can kind of come true. Whereas other people, like I have like friends or people are like, oh, like so and so is going to this team. I'm like, no, he's not. Just trust me. No, he's not. <laughs> like that's just like yeah. if every day a player is linked with a different team and people are believing that, I'm just like, no, like. Come on, like use your brains, or like, <laughs> or something. Like it's just, it's not all gonna be true. Like yeah. a lot of it is just the media, like putting out, like, like you said, it's just, it's just content for the media. And um, I think Sky Sports has like a daily show called Transfer Talk, and oh, and and God. and I've watched a couple episodes, but like it's just on YouTube. But like you gotta like sometimes they're just you, you can tell they're just grasping at nothing and like I think that's kind of especially over there it's a little bit more understandable though they have to be having content all the time because you know football is there it, it's the biggest thing over there so when they when it's off for those two to three months um, you know barring any international tournaments like they have to be they have to be putting out some stuff but transfer rumors are pretty ridiculous 
Yeah, it just, I mean, for me, I'm just like, man, can we stop doing this and put a Tiki Talker podcast and We Made It podcast <laughs> on, on, on a bigger platform? Like, come on. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather see some real analysis and, like, actual stuff going on than just, oh, man, uh, you know, Bale's going to China. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you have any other sports interests? Like, are you into any other sports in, like, a major way? Uh, you mentioned... Um, like MMA and boxing, like. Yeah, so um, I do. I do like other sports. Don't get me wrong. I just not none of them are to the to the same extent. I don't think um, I can put because following um, you know soccer. If you want to follow at least you know the the major leagues in Europe, it, it's it's tiring. It's a lot of work, yeah, and I'm not even and I'm not even that good at it i just like to i just like to know what's going on in every league where there's other people who who really know the ins and outs of multiple leagues but um so it's it's obviously draining too it's a it's a lot to keep up with so um other sports not as much maybe because you know the nba it's one league or the nhl it's one league um it's good to know the leagues lower than that so you know about like drafts draft classes and all that kind of stuff but um I wouldn't say any sport is to the extent of my passion for soccer, but I do like MMA, yes. Um, I do follow that. I mainly just watch um, all the pay-per-views and stuff like that, or, or I do keep up with you know some some of the bigger personnels in, in MMA, like Ariel Hawani, um, stuff like that. So I do like to, to, like to keep up with that and, and watch that, but it's nothing is to the same extent. Like, I don't... I never get too too overly passionate um, with when watching an MMA fight. Plus, I just think it's different because um, if we're talking about MMA and UFC and all that kind of stuff, it, it's just such a solo sport. So you're mainly, to me, like I just get attached to like the person, whether they're extremely good or not. Oh. So then you just kind of start rooting for the person, and it, it, it's a lot different than like as a as opposed to a team. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super used to that still. So, um, but I am learning kind of more the ins and outs of of MMA because I do think it's a it's a very cool sport. I do it's it's also a very good workout. I kind of kind of do it myself sometimes. Oh, you do so much I training. was I was into kickboxing for a little bit and um, I started jujitsu, but I never never got too far. I was just kind of more so doing it for fun, not to to get um, up the rankings and belts, but. It is very fun. I would like to get back into it soon. So you're just an all-around athlete out here, and you're just not even telling the world. <laughs> I, I I do love sports. Sports are the best. Being active is the best. I wish I could do it more, but but life and being an adult happens. This is true. Yeah. Um, or you catch a, a knee injury like me. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so, so, so what's the ultimate goal for Holly Williams out here? What is the What is your dream? with this sports media thing not like don't even try to make it practical or whatever what is the actual dream level for holly um a hundred percent it is to move to to europe i think specifically the uk um i want to be on tv being an analyst for sky sports or something like that over there because i just don't see like I could now that I'm out of school and I kind of have some experience in sports media, I could be applying for jobs over here, but I don't want to. That's not I'm not going to settle for 
sure to get some experience would be great, but why settle for something I don't want to do over here just because it's Canada is my home and you know, it's where everybody is when I could, when my real goal and my dream is to live in Europe and just cover the game in any sort of way over there. I just like, that's, that's kind of my goal now. And I've, and I've started to tell my family and, and things like that, like people like that, that I'm, that's what I want to do. So in a couple of years, like, I might not be here. I might be over there. I recently saw something. Um, there's a really good organization. Um, I follow them on Twitter, and I kind of been reading more into them. But it's called Women in Football. Okay. I don't know if you know them, but they're they they are based out of the UK, and it's just kind of like an organization that gets women that enjoy the sport, trying to get them, you know, more involved. Because, like you said, obviously there's not too many women analyzing or doing that stuff for the game. So yeah. they actually recently had a um they teamed up with Sky Sports, I believe, and they're hiring a couple I don't know how many exactly, but you can apply if you're a woman. You don't have to be from the UK cuz I looked into it and I like thought, "Hey, like maybe just for just for kicks, like I'll I'll apply." Mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't yet. I'm still kind of, you know, debating it. But they basically uh, they're giving do it. What, what are you doing right now? <laughs> do it right now. Just I know. Um, but it, it seems like a really cool opportunity They're They're giving, um, jobs or maybe just positions like, inter- I'm not too sure if it's paid or not or anything like that, but it wouldn't even really matter to me. It, it's just, I think it's a three month period and then who knows, like there could be jobs out of it. I don't know, but. And it's in the UK? It's in the UK. Yeah. I think it's, it's with Sky Sports. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And I think there's, um. Yeah, there's probably different positions depending on what you want to do, but and then there's also different different time periods. I think the first one might start in September, and then one in December, and then one of March of 2020, and it's like a three month period, which would be pretty cool. Well, you gotta do so, that as soon as we hang up. You gotta do that. I gotta. I know. I've I've looked at it like every day almost just. <laughs> Just debating or... No, don't debate. Just do, do it. <laughs> Nothing happens from debate. You got to just go for it. Yeah, you're right. I know. I, I really... I, I'm thinking about it. No, you got to stop thinking about it. You gotta I just, just got to do it. Okay, I'll just do it. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that's kind of... That's my goal is just ultimately to be over there and covering the game of some sort. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm rooting for you. I, um, that, that's exciting. And, um, yeah, I mean, you said that, like, I feel like I can't remember if we discussed this before or not, but, um, when you guys are doing Tiki Talker podcasts, which you can find on Spotify and Apple podcasts and all the other good stuff, you pretty much, uh, are producing the show. Like you're pretty much coming with, um, the different topics and things to speak about, or is it more of a collaborative effort or is it kind of like your thing? Um, I would say at the beginning, it was definitely kind of more just my thing. I would um, make the show notes and all that stuff and uh, produce, edit the podcast, like post, post-recording, post all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. it was definitely um, more so recently, especially in the off-scenes, and it has become a more of a collaborative effort just because, you know, I'm sure like you guys, you have to be a lot more uh, creative and, and looking outside the box in, in this in the off season because yeah, you don't want to get stuck and we're kind of doing a little fun game over there where we we're making teams for, uh, we're making starting 11s for, for big teams just 
and it is based off transfer rumors, which like I don't 100% love because like we just talked about transfer rumors can be pretty ridiculous. But if you just make something fun out of it, I think I think that it's okay. Like through this time, you have to be a lot more creative than than during during the seasons. But um, so in that sense, it's definitely become more collaborative. But um, like I was the one who kind of went up to Jeff and S to make this podcast because I had wanted to. And in my first year of school, like I said, I had found nobody really that that could keep keep up a conversation or, or do a, a 40, 30-minute podcast of just straight soccer. So if you if you actually listen back, the very, very first episode of the Tiki Talk podcast that I ever did, it was just me and my friend Jake. I and he just to that, actually. It was about the World Cup draw mm-hmm. um, for 2018. And, and he just was really just kind of feeding me things, and we were just talking about the groups and all that. So that was... But then after a while, if you look, the second episode wasn't posted for almost a year later, which was when I kind of um, came together with Jeff and S to to really get this thing going because I'd been dying to do it for over a year, obviously, right? So, but yeah, it's 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 good to know that. I think I'm sure I don't know how you and you and C's do it. Do you guys are you are you making the show notes? Or are you guys collabing yeah, yeah. on it? Or you just yeah, kind of usually uh, I'm doing those uh, show notes and sending them over to them. Yeah, so that's that's what exactly what I was doing, um, you know, for a good chunk of the time. But yeah, it's definitely become a more collaborative effort, which which helps. And not that I ever found it a burden to do it. Obviously, I, I would love to do it, and I guess I am the host of of the podcast, so it is a little bit of my job, at least, to delegate some stuff. But I I love it, and yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. No, I remember. Uh... <laughs> We started the podcast um, in May 2017, and there was, I mean, it was just the Confederations Cup, I think, was going on, but, like, there was, you know, nothing after that, and uh, we did a lot of crazy stuff. Actually, maybe some of it was during the season, too, but, like, I remember we did, um, like, an NBA and an NFL starting 11, like, like, like NBA or NFL players and a soccer starting 11. <laughs> that, that was a lot of fun. Um, we did like our own soccer movies. Like our I, own- I remember that one. I, I remember listening to your like best of episode, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that that I found out was really cool. Yeah, we did some we did some random stuff back then. Um, like half the time, I wish we we didn't do it so we could do it now and like do it over. But um, yeah, no, that's uh, that off season time can be like, man, hey, can can something happen? yeah Griezmann or Barcelona is not enough like we need some more um but it's it's still a lot of fun um so yeah uh man this is great it's uh it was really exciting to get more of your story and your background with the sport um and if anything for for you to get out of this is just please go apply to that Sky Sports thing right now (laughs) do not hesitate um because yeah we need we need your voice out there yeah i i think i really will once we once we once we stop recording i'll definitely do that but no it was it was a we great conversation proof. when we, we, we need proof. we need, we need screenshot okay. or something screenshot <laughs> and we'll post it to twitter there you go. um well yeah no when you reached out to me about doing this it was um it was like i felt like very honored and very flattered because um, I think this is like it's a, definitely a cool, important topic, and 
for you to I know we've been we've been friends now for a little bit over the interwebs and obviously doing a couple podcasts together but for you to you know ask me to do that was uh was really special so Absolutely. I appreciate it no I, I appreciate you wanting to do it honestly um it's uh I mean I guess it's it's we're you're in Canada I'm in America soccer's not that popular you know that's just what it is um and to find somebody that's like excited about it and like not just kind of like in it to be Twitter famous or just, you know, you know, that's willing to collaborate and like get together. Like I'm excited. And for, for me, it's exciting to see not to like marginalize you or whatever, but like a woman that's excited and knowledgeable about soccer, like you're in it, you're doing it. Like, I want to know the story, you know? And I think other people do as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, I, that's, that's awesome to hear that. So I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that is our episode here with Holly of uh, GTA. She doesn't know where Drake's from. I'm, I'm salty. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, hopefully uh, you guys uh, subscribe to Tiki Talker Podcast. Subscribe to We Made It Podcast um, on every platform. Keep it locked and um, go follow her on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, hopefully you can start posting some videos or some pictures of your games that you're playing. I'll definitely try. You probably like nutmegging these people out here. Some like, uh, you know, like, oh, come on, yo, like we need that, we need that footage. <laughs> okay. Next time. Dancing around someone to defenders. Film. I heard you say dancing around defenders. I heard you say that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, okay. Cause there's just one goal that I scored last year that like I replay in my head all the time. It's, is, there, is there footage? There's no footage. Okay, this one man in the crowd said that he recorded me because um, at halftime or something, I walked off and he was like, "Like that was amazing." I just happened to be recording at that time and like I got it. And I was like, "Please, like share it. Like I'd love to see it." And he never posted it anywhere where he told me he would. So, I'm kind of kind of upset about that. But it, it replays in my head all the time. <laughs> Not to yeah. like toot my own horn. Toot it. It's all good. You gotta you gotta like get some like high school kid to come record your games or something like that. If you want to know what it looked like, okay, I'm going to YouTube it right now. It's um, Messi's goal against Getafe. So just look up that goal. This it, It's one of his – no, it's from like okay. six years ago. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's like one of his best goals ever, and he – that's just kind of like how I felt at that time. So everybody go YouTube Leo Messi's goal versus Getafe from – Six years ago. Okay. Okay. So and you'll get a, a gist of what what I'm I loving felt like. the messy comparison of yourself too. I'm loving <laughs> that. Like I'm I'm here for that. Um, actually, there was another question I wanted to ask you before we go, real quick. Um, have you ever gotten to see Man U live, or getting, gotten to see like some pretty good games live? Um, to be honest, and this probably comes to a shocker, I've never really seen too many um, professional soccer games live. I've only seen um, U.S. versus the U.S. women's national team against Canada when they came the year after the Olympics because they had a big uh, rivalry in the Olympics in 2012. So the year after they came just to play a friendly. And um, I was the only one in uh, a very large radius wearing an Alex Morgan jersey. In a sea full of uh, Canada jerseys or just Canada wow. supporters. Um, so they, I'm pretty sure the U.S. won like three one, and I was cheering the whole time, getting <laughs> dirty looks. But um, that was a really fun experience. 
um, and I'm saving my uh, United haven't come to Toronto or Canada for preseason in a couple of years, I think. And I don't know when they will, to be honest, because they always go to Asia or something like that. Yeah. So, um, But I'm saving my, my United experience for when I go to England and I can see them at Old Trafford. So okay. it'll be super special. All right. Because I don't want some you, preseason, you, like, half, yeah, yeah. half-assed. Yeah. You've you, you never been to uh, see a Juvinko or Toronto FC games? Unfortunately, no, I have not. And then now I won't really. Giovinco, I was a really big fan of his, but I never got to see him play live, like there at the stadium. Um, but now he's a he's gone. And he's inside of in that bag. Yeah, yeah, and TFC aren't doing too too good. But uh, no, I haven't been to see them either, which is kind of surprising. I do still want to go. I definitely still go for the experience. But you went to see the Canadian Premier League uh, a game, right? Yes, I do see um, some of those games as well. Okay. Because uh, one of the teams plays not too far from where I live. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, me and Caesar went to a couple of LA Galaxy and Seattle Sounders games. Uh, we, we were trying to start a fight in the crowd. Um, Why? Because MLS is boring. and like We're like, yo, let's see what these fans are about. Yeah, but it didn't happen. Like, there was like the least passion I've ever seen in a sports game at that <laughs> It was a playoff game, too. I'm like, this is so Oh, my boring. gosh. But you know who apparently does have a lot of passion for MLS is Atlanta United and yes. apparently Minnesota. Yeah, the LAFC is uh, doing their thing, too. But we had some we, we talked about that. I'm not going to get into that now. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah, different. Yeah. The Galaxy, that's really boring. Um, maybe it changed. I don't know. But um, Okay. That is our episode. I don't know if this is going to be numbered or not. If it is, I think it's 117. Um, or it might just be like a special episode. I'm not sure. But that's our, our uh, guest here, Holly Williams. Really uh, want to thank you for being on with me. I yeah, know. It was really fun. And uh, yeah. I'm glad we did this for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll do it again soon, hopefully. And I'm going to see if I can turn this, uh, this uh, software off. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I'll talk to you later, okay? Okay. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>